Welcome to the Latchkey Sibs, the podcast that challenges, and I fucking mean challenges, three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet in one film at a time, despite how long it is or how long it should be, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and a broken shell of a man, Gray Baker. I'm Holland, and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra, and um, don't watch this one. <laughs> like, I don't know who watches these before the episodes, or thinking, maybe I should. It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll fill you in. Yeah. Yeah. This one was a doozy. <laughs> I tried to only take notes of the positives of this movie. How many notes do you have? Well, I gave up on that. But you know what? I don't think... I'm just going to be positive. I don't think it's as bad as your guys' initial scores may feel. That's probably true. I'm sure in the sober light of day, the scores can be finessed. I I want you to argue me up. Because as my scores stand now, I will feel very bad if our... Initial scores end up being your final scores for this. Movie. We are, to be fair, we do, we have not told each other what our scores are. I just yeah, I know. I just have a feeling that it's not good right now. Um, but yeah, I do think that you know I went into four Christmases being like I have to see the positives, right? Um, and I do have at least one positive thing to say about this movie, but we can get into it. We can okay. get into it. So, Gray, do you want to tell the people what we do? Yes. So what we do here each week is one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled Master of the Remote Control, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment chosen by, I mean, the winner. (laughs) This week is the first, sorry, this week is the third installment of our Falala Latchkey Sibs Christmas slash holiday movie themed month so we don't get to choose what we defend. <laughs> I must repeat, we do not get to choose what we defend. Well, you get to choose what movies you put into the pile and I do believe this was a gray entry. I do believe this. So is Home Alone. Yeah, so is Home Alone. Okay. <laughs> you're two for a um, year. Yeah, half of week, your movies have been chosen so far. <laughs> this week, I am defending, if you couldn't tell, by my chipper, cheery attitude. And I am defending the 2007 Christmas movie, <laughs> Fred Claus. 
starring Vince Vaughn and Paul Giamatti and Kevin Spacey. (laughs) (laughs) When he came on screen, Holland and I were like, we were both like, oh no. Oh great. (laughs) When I need so much going in my favor and then he makes his fucking face shown. We didn't know he was in this movie. I certainly didn't remember, but we were like, that's not what Gray needs. I only knew that Vince Vaughn and Paul Giamatti were in this movie. I didn't know anybody else. I did not know that Kathy Bates was in this nope. movie. <laughs> or, Ra- or Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, or Rachel Vise. Like, what? I'm we confused. Okay, we got to do pre-watch notes because I think we, like, despite our... Well, hold on. I need to get, She's I need to the, get summary. the summary out. Right. All I was going to say is, at least it does sound like we have a lot to talk about. We have thoughts. Yeah, let's get into the summary. Because I have a very exciting piece of news to tell you guys about the summary. Mm-hmm. So, doesn't exist. Obviously, pulled from IMDb. During childhood, Fred Claus suffered his younger brother Nick's saintliness. Jump ahead. Fred is a fast talking, genial, but self centered guy in Chicago looking for $50,000 to open up an off-track betting shop. (laughs) When one scam goes awry, he calls Nick at the North Pole for a loan. Nick will give him the money only if Fred comes up to help a few days with the Christmas rush. After his girlfriend dumps him, Fred heads north. Santa's facing an audit from an efficiency expert, and it's not pleasant. Fred's job is to review charts and determine who's naughty and who's nice. Is there any fraternal feeling left? Can either learn from the other? And what about Santa getting fired? (laughs) I feel like they were really nitpicky on a lot of details and then jumped over a lot of other details in this one. But the hot piece of news is that this summary was written by a familiar name. Oh, who is it? It is Jay Haley who wrote the summary for Four Christmases starring Vince Vaughn. So I think I found Vince Vaughn's burner account. (laughs) And remember, it's an email address. Oh, right. So I think I have a direct line to Vince Vaughn now. Wow. Listen, Vaughn. Uh, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> Let us know. Contact well, we should people. we should reach out to the email. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, released uh, November 9th, two thousand and seven. So Holland was fifteen, Allegra was thirteen, and I was ten. I'm pretty sure I saw this in theaters with Allegra. Yeah. Allegra and Dad, and I don't know, I guess I was just, like, able to escape that movie theater outing somehow. I don't know. I think Dad was like, who wants to see a movie? And you may have been, like, out of friends. Like, it, yeah, I don't think it was, was a big thing. Yeah. I don't think we were like, oh, boy, can't wait to see that new <laughs> hot flick, Fred Claus. Yeah, who knows, man. Okay, we can get into pre-watch notes. <laughs> okay, I'll go first because it's short. I've never seen this movie. Or I I had never seen this movie. So, and uh, you're better for it. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Until last night. <laughs> Who's next, me? Yeah. All right, not only do I not remember anything about this movie, but Gray had to remind me that I saw this movie. I was so convinced I had <laughs> never seen it. Um, Paul Giamatti is Santa Claus. 
Um, <laughs> I, I believe Vince Vaughn is the fuck up brother to Santa, and I can only assume he has to save Christmas. All right. Mine was kind of similar. <laughs> um, I said, um, Vince Vaughn is Santa Claus's brother who, like, hates Christmas. For some reason, I feel like he's friends with the kid that lives in the apartment above him. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. <laughs> nope. If I had to guess, based purely on the name of the movie and the concept of him being a crabby brother of Santa, somehow he's going to save Christmas. <laughs> Great. Why, why did we think in 2007 that Fred was an inherently hilarious name? I don't know. Because, like, it just it sounds so fucking dumb fred claus even in medieval times it's not <laughs> they call him frederick once and then it's just and then fred <laughs> i do have dad thoughts um that i can play for us oh hell yeah because we are at our dad's for thanksgiving right now so a peek behind the curtain on when we're recording this i i just don't have a fond memory or any lasting impact of like oh this is great i just remember being odd and quirky and kind of dysfunctional and like you didn't even remember you had seen it until I told you P Paul yeah, Giamatti yeah, is yeah. Santa. Yeah, so I tried to shove those memories back in the claws of my brain. <laughs> I didn't, didn't need to access those, but now they're coming out, and it's like, oh, uh, yeah, that was not a good movie. <laughs> so, Dad... Not helping my case there, Pops. <laughs> he also had... Uh, his brain had also tried to shield him from the trauma of remembering this movie until we brought it up to him so it is a wonderful thing the mind because <laughs> once he left vince vaughn's character left his apartment in chicago i was like it's so crazy how i've seen this movie before yet no part of it is familiar to me <laughs> at all zero percent and literally, I think the only part of the movie I did remember is the kid climbing through his window on the fire escape and them, like, having some sort of interaction. And that's it. That's literally, like, the snapshot of the movie that I remember. I remember... I didn't remember before we started, but once we started the movie, I remembered him dancing with the elves because that was in every trailer. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember a trailer... Yeah. I didn't even know that Paul Giamatti was in it until I looked up Fred Claus <laughs> and it said like Vince Vaughn, Paul Giamatti. And that was even you know, that was just a a stroke of luck. Yeah. But there was let's get into yeah. the good things. Good well first okay. let's do the scores. <laughs> oh thought you'd forget about that. Oh, okay. Alright. Nostalgia. Nostalgia? <laughs> I put a two. You put a two and you haven't even seen it. I was trying to be as generous as possible. Okay, well, and I bumped <laughs> it up to a two for like 2000. Christmas cheer? Like, I know who Vince, I know who all these actors are. Okay, well, maybe <laughs> then I will bump up my nostalgia a little bit for the same reason. Yeah. But originally, I just. Give it a three. I just put it as a one okay well you have actually seen this movie so you, i feel like you have to have more nostalgia than i do just like i forgot i had seen it like 
<laughs> but I'll. But once we got to like that dancing part, you're like, oh yeah, if you're gonna recognize anything from this movie, it's coming up. And then as soon as the scene was over, I was like, what am I supposed to have remembered? <laughs> I said like if. the dancing. If like literally the only thing anyone could possibly know from this movie, <laughs> if they had never seen it. So I think the fact that you made that statement alone okay. should be worth a point. All right. <laughs> then just like graded last week, like I will be bumping up this score, but the initial score was one. All right. Sit through two. I also put a one, but oh, God. <laughs> appropriate for children. I put a six. I put a nine. Oh, okay. Well, I could definitely be argued up. What? Yeah, I mean, this is like pretty clear cut, like a children's movie. Is it? And I don't think there was. I have questions about we'll who get this into movie it. is for, but we'll dive we'll get into it. I, I think I can argue my way with that. Okay, yeah. Hold up. Okay. I have. A, um, I have a four. Maybe I was just in a bad mood last night because <laughs> I also put a one for hold up. Yes, but again. I think that's too low. In the sober light of day, that seems way too low. Yeah. And then can we follow? I have a four. I have a five. But yeah, I also, I think as I was scoring, I was recognizing how harsh I was being because of how much I just hated the entire experience. So you will notice I have a lot of crossed out things in my notebook while I was scoring because as I was scoring, I was like, no, I have to like actually think about this so but honestly gray i want you to argue me up because at this point i feel like you have like a 30 percent or something or it's third i don't even know what your score is right now it's crazy it's a 35 okay (laughs) i have already bumped up a few initial scores after hearing what holland's had to say but we'll let's so let's dive in it's all up from here dive into it all right well let's just start off with the strong notes, Kathy Bates, 10 out of 10. I mean, I guess. Kathy Bates, <laughs> just being in this movie, 10 out of 10. I mean... Just just, just her presence, not her performance. <laughs> her presence her, makes you feel better? <laughs> her physical presence made me be like, okay. I mean... Kathy Bates is in it. I guess in the same way that there were Oscar winners in the last movie, <laughs> and that was kind of fun. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Kathy Bates is I here. Guess. I was honestly more also, excited to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> for like the brief moment when he hit on Rachel Vise. And I was like, dude, date that guy. He's so much better than Fred Claus. Like, it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I agree. And also the whole thing where... Vince Vaughn is like, that old man hit on you. I'm like, first of all, he is, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is You're an eternity hot. old. Yeah, you are actually hundreds of years old. Also, in real life, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is only four years older than Vince Vaughn. I would hardly call that like, oh, that's an old man. Like, just because he has like some well, salt also, and pepper in his hair. Like, fuck off. Yeah, also, Vaughn. like, I didn't even register. I didn't even register that he was supposed to be like, a significant age no. above Vince, I was like a hot guy is hitting on her. Rachel Weiss <laughs> or Vince Vaughn. I was just like, oh also, yeah, it's just an adult. Like, like I don't Fred know. Claus is immortal. Yeah. He's from medieval times. Yeah. You are That's way older. Oh. He's literally an old man. Yeah. But okay, another high note 
the baby who played Santa was a great actor. <laughs> I mean, I know the hose oh. were CGI, but the actual just like fate, I was like, solid. Like, I'm not kidding. That was my second note was like, the baby. oh shit. Okay. Like, good. <laughs> the, the baby was a good actor. Nightmarish. And young Sean Spencer another, is child Another young Sean plays a young Vince that should That should count for at least part of a nostalgia point. At least part. <laughs> I think it is really funny. Just because seeing him there heightened my experience <laughs> for the time being. I will give half. As did... The really bad fat suit that Kid Santa oh, had to wear. That Kid Santa was terrible at oh, acting too. Was he trying to do an accent? I was confused. I feel like he was trying to do an <laughs> accent, but it ended up kind of sounding like Christopher Walken. Sorry, Dad's clock is going <laughs> off right now. Okay, the I do think it's kind of fun that we've watched two Vince Vaughn movies in a row. And technically, in chronological order, they do go original Kid Sean and then new Kid Sean. No, or yeah, in chronological order, yeah. not in the order that we watch them. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> that's a weird. Like Vince Vaughn does two Christmas movies, uh, two years in a row. They both have young Shans in them. They both have actor winners cast as parents, <laughs> and um, they're both not great, not good, but. I do think Paul Giamatti did an amazing Paul job. Paul Giamatti did fully commit to the role. Like, he he took yeah. it seriously. And yeah, yeah. When I heard, yeah, when I heard, like, just hearing the words Paul Giamatti as Santa Claus, <laughs> you're like, how the fuck is this going to go? And I think he killed I it. I think he is the best part of the movie. He does a great job. He found, he made Santa feel relatable. yeah. He made Santa. And when he was on, like, the bed, like, immobile, and is just, like, welling up tears, I'm like, Paul Giamatti, you are, like, leagues above Vince Vaughn in acting ability. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy yeah. to see them both in the same scene. Yeah. Because, like, you know, he was just like, I would never ask that of you. You know, like, you can't. Like, I, d I wouldn't expect it. Like, don't worry about it. You can't. But you can see he's just heartbroken. And I'm like, wow, that is like... The fact that it, it conjured any emotion for me after watching an hour and 40 minutes of the movie prior to that moment, <laughs> I think deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, and honestly, like, even... Like, especially for the fact that he had so much, cr like shit on his face like he had the beard and the makeup and everything yes. but he was his facial expressions and like acting without saying anything just like still shone through like all the crap that was on him like Paul Giamatti is a professional he does not half-ass anything and I think like yes props to Paul Giamatti in this garbage garbage movie he was doing his best and his best showed and honestly it probably seemed even better than maybe it was because everyone else in this movie was phoning it in i had a suspicion uh during four christmases that i'm like do i hate vince vaughn and now i'm sure now i'm positive that i think i hate vince vaughn um he i hate his riffing 
His improv riffing is not funny. I am team Reese Witherspoon on this. Yeah. But like next to Paul Giamatti, you know, this is this his take on Santa is like very much is trying to be well-meaning, but you know, his well-meaningness ends up hurting others, which I think is a really cool take on Santa, who's usually like a one-note just happy, cheerful guy. Mm-hmm. And with Fred Claus, Fred comes off like I don't know. I was about to say something. <laughs> I was about to say something, but I don't. It might sound too mean, and I would want you to edit it out. But like, yeah, there's like almost zero redeeming qualities of Fred Claus next to this Paul Giamatti. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now that being said, I'm not disagreeing. But that being said, I did like the like one of the few things that this movie brought in that I did like was the dynamic of. Like, a rel- like being overshadowed, and like kind of how he takes it, and you know, just the dynamic between like a Paul Giamatti Santa and like the Vince Vaughn, where it's like, you know, he is trying his absolute best to like do well by his brother, but he still is like by doing so, he is just further overshadowing him. I don't like the Vince Vaughn aspect of it, like just like his take on it. Yeah. But I like the dynamic between like having that happen because you could tell, yeah, he's like, you know, Santa is so like well to do or, you know, good intention that it like he kind of becomes a pushover in some aspects and like, you know, he's just trying to please everyone and that kind of, you know, backfires on him and backfires on others and whatnot and I was like wow what a refreshing take kind of what Allegra just said where it's like it wasn't just a one note it kind of like dove deeper into like that kind of mindset of like always being saintly kind of sometimes leads to like a very heavy detriment on yourself yeah it's and I was like oh it's kind of fun similar to four Christmases in that Honestly, there is a fun comedic idea at the heart of the movie of, you know what it's like to be in a sibling dynamic where you feel like one sibling is the golden child taken to its absolute extreme. What if your sibling was a literal saint and more extreme than that? What if it's literally fucking Santa Claus? One of the most beloved mythical like folklore people of all times Mm -hmm. there, there could be a lot of comedy in that. It just sucks that like, a, Vince Vaughn is the brother, and B, somehow the plot gets so confused with, like, corporate yeah. bullshit. Can we talk about, because I honestly, I don't think the Kevin Spacey shit needed to be in this movie at all. No, they didn't need to have this. The the yeah, I think Vince Vaughn, between- like, hurting his productivity and, you know, likelihood of, you know, Vince Vaughn, like, r- without knowledge, ruining Christmas and then having to save it at the end of the day could have been... Enough. Yeah. M- I mean, much less muddled and just as, if not stronger, of a storyline yeah. than, yeah, having... I think what they needed, because, like, I'm going to point out when I get the opportunity, but right now is not it, because it. I think this was supposed to be, like, a pretty cut-and-dry kids movie, they needed a point-the-finger antagonist. Or they thought they needed a point the thing like yeah, a very clear cut antagonist because you were supposed to be rooting for Vince Vaughn. So that's you know, here and there. But also like 
but like the fact that like the way that Vince Vaughn messes up is still not even that cut and dry bad that I don't think it would automatically paint him as a bad guy because he's like I'm making all the kids nice because of his own baggage and I I think you can still relate to Vince Vaughn in that moment and after they have that fight and then we all learn the lesson of like maybe the naughty and niceless isn't the way to do it um and then Vince Vaughn also like recognizes the error of his ways and then he does like the hula hoop whatever the fuck solve and like saves Christmas because Santa like physically can't go in the sleigh like we didn't need any of this weird corporate auditing of the North Pole like no I agree okay I'm just saying I'm saying like imagine here imagine this rewrite instead of Kevin Spacey's character being there at all what if it was just Vince Vaughn working being overloaded and being this kind of skis that he is just like you know absent-mindedly like he's like trying to work through all of those you know wish lists you know or whatever and like he shreds them or like accidentally gets rid of them and it you know whatever like he actually is responsible for losing those yeah and like there could be like an overshadowing not overly specific you know threat of like you know maybe not like oh we're notice of termination (laughs) or whatever but it could just be like you know some whatever vague shit of like you know if we can't do this then we can't do christmas or whatever or like i I lose my saintly hood you know it could be something even like that because they talk about the saintly hood like three times and they talk about the eternal life once it's so stupid it's like (laughs) and it's never brought up again it's the only reason it's even mentioned is like because now it's present day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so here's the thing i have a few ways we could fix this movie you know, maybe Fred Claus has always worked at uh, Santa HQ and now this is his breaking point, right? Or maybe instead of a Kevin Spacey coming from the board, corporate, whatever, he's just like Santa's head elf and he's evil and he wants to become the next Santa. But I think in both situations, any situation that we're talking about, I think it's all still confusing because the entire time Holland and I are watching this movie, we're like, who is this for? Because there's slapstick and there's goofy sound effects, but then all of the drama is like complicated family dynamics and corporate pink slips. And I'm like, <laughs> kids don't know what the fuck any of this is. Yeah. So I with the, the corporate part, it is hard to argue on that. But I do think that like family, like that part, I think can very easily be marketed for children i, have I mean theory. the slapstick is for like you know up to age like six or seven and then like from like seven to like 11 i don't know when the the you know what what a kid's like 12 because i guess then it's pg-13 is more of that kind of like you know deeper rooted like i don't know emotion that kids can actually start picking up on. Kids are smarter than you think. No, I know. I'm just going to say that. But it's just like, it's so weird that it doesn't feel like a Christmas movie. Like, there's Christmas trappings and it's Santa, but like the whole plot is centered around Fred. They don't lean into the magic of Santa. They like very outrightly like lean 
away from it and like make it weird and corporate it's so confusing yeah also it's never well, I think it's, so it's literally never explained first of all who this board is and also like why they would want to shut down santa claus or like what that even means for the future like i have no and idea and they also can take control of the tooth fairy and the easter bunny yeah. so it's some sort of like a mortal board it doesn't make any fucking sense it really makes well hold magic on seem hold on fun. hold on here's my here's my pitch as to why i do think this was a kids movie if this explanation makes any sense so let's take the movie elf for example I think this movie is trying to be Elf and doing a bad job at it. Correct. Well, here's the thing. What I think the the biggest problem that this movie made that made it stray away from an Elf-like thing, not the only. I'm not saying it's the only thing that cha- that's different between Elf and this movie. But the main thing is I feel like because they were trying to market it more heavily for kids, that's why we lost some of the like uh what's the word composition of like the world that and and it just leaned way more on like slapstick and like kind of you know just choppy storylines because you're just like it'll be explained or like they'll get it but if they went more down the middle where like it is children leaning but it is something that like you know, a parent can enjoy, like Elf, where it's just kind of more down the middle, it would have been a much better movie. But I think they did try to lean more towards kids' movie, and that's where you kind of see the rest of it, you know, fall to the wayside and deteriorate the quality of this movie. I, like, agree and disagree. Like, I, I definitely think this is trying to be Elf, where it's like, it's cute and it's whimsical and it's for kids, but like the adults, but there's adult jokes and there's jokes in there for the adults that like it appeals to all audiences. And I think Fred Claus was trying to toe the line too much and it just added in too much stuff where it was like, well, we need an outright villain, but let's make him like an auditor so the adults will get it. It's just like, I think they were trying to. T- be both at the same time too much that it just like yeah way too convoluted like you can't tell and also me that elizabeth banks's character and outfit are because they were thinking <laughs> of the kids children <laughs> well I, here another thing i think with like i guess in response to the auditor thing like maybe they were remember like the santa claus is very much like it's like a Almost like a, they kind of treat being Santa like a yeah, job, exactly. like a business. Trying to be both. Of and you know, things. so I think maybe they, they were just trying to like stay in kind of that similar vein, like in, you know, take from that a little bit. But yeah, they went a little too in the weeds with like that aspect of the movie mm-hmm. because it is pretty vague and and pretty nonsensical. Yeah, it's confusing. But I, I, I just say, I see where they're coming from. I just, yeah, I don't think a lot of it was fleshed out correctly. This movie was doing, trying to do way too much. It, it had no personality yeah. of its own. It's trying to be Santa Claus. It's trying to be Elf. Yeah. Like, yeah. even the fact, like, the workshop looks like a ripoff of the of Santa, the Santa Claus. Claus set. It, like, literally looks yeah. like it. And... 
Um, yeah, like I don't even think we needed like the romance part. We like, didn't. That that relationship was no. so underdeveloped and half baked, and like none of like the ending of the movie is so unearned. It's like they broke up. She like checked in for like his weird intervention, and then she left again. And then he's like after he saves Christmas, which she doesn't know about, he, like, comes and is like, here's a gift. I'm moving in by, like, no discussion. We're living together now. <laughs> but the gift somehow makes her agree. Like, it, it's their a relationship sh- doesn't make any sense. It's a shitty bear. What, with what a was friend. the gift it's again? It's a shitty bear with a French flag. Oh, with a French flag. Because he, like, takes oh, her that's to right. France on the sled. Hey, remember when I didn't take you to France? Yeah. I'm moving in. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Like, if I'm is... gonna be honest, I was kind of falling asleep at that part because I started watching this movie at 9:30 oh, p.m. God. This movie is almost two hours long. Too long. <laughs> Allegra and I checked the time so many times. I have never checked the time this movie. so much in this podcast than I did this movie. Also notable, I took an edible to try to like make this experience any better than it could be but instead my even my edible brain was like trying to make me fall asleep instead of watching this movie rather than trying to heighten the experience i got got a little stony too (laughs) and uh i think my brain was like i know you're not hungry and it's not even munchies it's like i'm gonna pull you away from the tv (laughs) to eat grapes to make popcorn, to do, you know, like all of, all of it. Um, but, okay, some some reasons that I do think it is a kid's movie and it's meant for kids. Like the Santa fight in the mall, I think is a great bit for a kid's movie sure. when he's fighting all the different Santas. Like, you know, it wasn't fantastic, but I was like, this is very much, I, I can see being a kid enjoying this part because it's very slapsticky it's wacky and it's like, oh yeah, he's fighting all these Santas. And hey, it's symbolic. So um, I do want to kind of steer away from this topic because the my appropriate for children's score is a nine. Like that's not what's in question here. My, I'll about my, mom. my enjoyability was affected because I was like, there's too much slapstick that it feels like it's way too young. And all of the adult stuff seems pretty boring and, and dry. I am... I do say, I do kind of think that if someone who wasn't Vince Vaughn was in this role, maybe it would have been a little better. I just don't enjoy how Vince Vaughn will just constantly talk until interrupted. He just fills the space with just rapid fire jokes. I think that's just like become, that's just like his shtick at this point. Like, I think in like the 90s and early thousands, it was still endearing. I think is the word, but then by this point it just became like his shtick, and so you're just like required to endure it in every movie he's in. It's just unfortunately. And also, why does he? Why did he do two consecutive Christmas movies in two consecutive years? Don't know. He had to pay for something. Well, I guess we'll get into like if this movie even did well, but like. I can't imagine this movie did well, so or at least did well enough to be like, you know what we need? Another Vince Vaughn Christmas movie. <laughs> like, I have no words. Also, I think I kind of want to take stock of all of the 
shit going on in this movie because there's it gets very confusing. First, he wants to open a business. Second, he's having problems with his girlfriend. Third, he has an like he's looking out for his neighbor child. Fourth, he has a complicated relationship with Santa Claus, his brother, and his family. Fifth, Kevin Spacey is auditing the North Pole. Sixth, uh, the elf and Elizabeth Banks are like we're trying a, to get them together. Oh, well, they won't. They relationship. Is there anything else that I'm missing? Yeah, Santa's health problems. Santa seventh. Santa's having health problems. (laughs) It is so confusing. Ludacris Elf won't stop playing (laughs) Santa Claus is coming. Oh my god. When I saw Ludacris threads in this movie that we are I lost my fucking shit when I saw Ludacris because I was just like, why? What is he doing here? Oh my god. DJ what's his name? DJ Donnie, DJ I can't remember what his name is. Sure. Let's say, let's just leave it at Donnie and not talk about it again. Is now Um, a good time to talk about the absolute nightmarish Renesmee ass CGI in this movie? The CGI is not good. I honestly, there were, there were moments, there were moments when it was really bad, but there were moments where I thought like, okay, that's pretty good. I think it was very like (laughs) 50-50 depending on like the scene and the lighting. The sleigh CGI. Oh, (laughs) so bad. Just seeing the sleigh like fly through the air was really Willie had some uncanny valley moments. It was (laughs) so bad. Yeah. So I guess you can say he and Elizabeth Banks had a Willie, won't they? Also, is Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks is just a human woman, right? Yes. Because I had this question too. So on Wikipedia, she is referred to as a tall female elf. (laughs) But I did I wrote down like so okay, of all of like the the full time residents of the North Pole, the only humans are Santa. Mrs. Claus and Elizabeth Banks. It sounds like Santa Claus is fucking Elizabeth Banks. Like he brought his mistress to the North Pole and is like, "What do you mean, babe? She's, She's an just elf. A tall elf. She's just a tall elf who I put in a mini skirt and a peppermint bra for work." She's the math one. Yeah. They're like, "See, we're not we're not objectifying her. We made her good at math. That's why she has no character at all." And, and the only character you really get is that she's kind of a dick for not, never remembering this elf's yeah, name. Like the head name. elf. And he just. Like the one elf whose name you probably would remember. The one elf who's like allowed to drive the sleigh except for Santa. Like you would know his yeah. name. Also, why did yeah. Fred have to drive when delivering presents? Like, I get only it a clause. I get that only a clause can yeah, deliver he, presents. He can only deliver the presents, but why can't he have a chauffeur? Yeah. Like, so much damage was caused. When <laughs> Willie's there, he knows how to fly the sleigh. He's man of that book, though, man. Oh, great. <laughs> this full time job. He's what? God, He's manning the book. This movie's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Like, I do appreciate the message that all kids are nice. I yeah. think it is, I think the binary is bad. And, like, there's and a it's reason harmful. why kids act naughty. Yeah. yeah. Like, kids are scared and they're they're hurt. And I'm like, I agree. Vince Vaughn was stamping them all nice. And I was like, yeah. I literally yelled, fuck Santa. 
when he was snapping all the night. Because <laughs> I agree. I'm like, the, like hurt. Seems like you had an enjoyable moment of this movie. I was movie. like, hurt people, like hurt people. And Vince Vaughn's character knows that like no one deserves to be labeled as naughty because that could be like a lifetime label, and yeah. it's harmful. Yeah. So I appreciate they, the that. The movie should have leaned harder into that so theme. much more it should have been much more about santa we and fred's have, relationship yeah, and we should have seen kathy bates like as a child be like you're naughty fred or like yeah. we should have established that more too to like to make the stamp moment a little more earned and like make a little more sense and like the relationship like if he had to have a girlfriend in this movie it should have been like you know, she starts to think or say something like, I wish you were more like your brother. Like, what if this was a situation where there's no audit and, <laughs> but like all the same bullshit happens. He comes to the North Pole, but he takes his girlfriend with him. And so the girl, he's always like, oh, like he's always complained about his brother. And now that his girlfriend's finally meeting his brother, she's like, what? He seems nice. And like, that's the dynamic. And it's like, I want you to move up in the company, but they have, they philosophically disagree about the naughty and nice list. Yeah. And then the mom is there more and constantly like, and there's like more of an arc between Fred and his mom. Like, cause honestly the mom is like the root of this problem. Cause she's constantly saying, why can't you be more like your brother? Why can't you be more like your brother? Instead of being like, Hey Fred, are you okay? Why did we why did we throw that apple at your brother's head? Like, what's going on with you, buddy? She's like, Oh, you fucking yeah. suck and why aren't you like Nicholas? Like, oh my god. It's, yeah. Yeah. If Fred was like VP of Santa Industries and he does the naughty and nice list and that fucks up production and maybe they won't deliver all the Christmas, the same art can happen. Just we don't and this is a mantra for everyone and you can all use this. You don't need Kevin Spacey here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Preach. <laughs> and if he was instated as a VP of Santa's Industries, it would make a lot more sense for him to receive $50,000 for like three days of clerical work. Right. Because <laughs> otherwise, how does that equal out? <laughs> I don't understand if, I'm it. I'm also, like, I'm going back to the audit. I'm like, sure, like, uh, why are we doing this? Surely, like, this isn't a money-making venture? No. This is literally Santa Claus. Surely this is just all chalked up to, like, magic and just the gift of giving and the spirit of Christmas. Why do we care about how productive it is as long as it gets done, right? Like, what? It, like, I, who's... Who That's has a really good point. Invested in Santa, like I Fuck. I, they even say. I don't understand. They even say, "Oh, it'll be cheaper if we outsource to the South Pole." I'm like, "You don't." There's. Do the, you pay money for this? Like, like. Maybe it's like magical being taxes. I maybe don't know. there's a limited amount of magic, like, but that was not made <laughs> explicit in any way. So in Neil Gaiman's American Gods, gods get power from how many people believe in them so santa is a, like i don't he i mean i only read the book i haven't watched the show i don't think this is a spoiler but in theory because santa is so like worshipped every year he has a lot of power so if it was sort of like those rules but i'm like santa is still extremely popular yeah it's like as every generation 
like starts off ba- like who celebrate Christmas like for the most part starts off believing in Santa but then they grow up but then new kids are always being born and being indoctrinated into the Santa belief cult like there's it's like if they had canceled Christmas what the fuck would the world do? like what ramifications would that have on the world cuz they still like fully believe in and support Santa's operations like like what does that yeah, mean, I mean <laughs> one plot hole i've always found with these kinds of christmas movies is like how is there the dichotomy of santa delivering presents and adults in the real world not believing in I santa especially if they thing. have kids yeah cuz like that's a problem in like the santa claus that's a problem in elf that's a problem in this movie the only thing or like that- i thought i thought for sure when he went to that brothers anonymous that he was going to be accepted for right. being this brother of santa claus because i'm like okay well clearly they believe cuz he it's a real thing he went to the north pole via commercial like you know access <laughs> yeah. with like a plane and a boat and Dog a sled. you know and a dog sled and they're like it's over there and he's like cool thanks buddy and then shows up so i'm like okay so they know that santa exists and like did the parents just go like oh i i guess i did get him that that toy i have a feeling it's like harry potter muggle rules where it's like people are like more oblivious than you think like maybe if you're in like a part like if you have children and you have a partner it's like oh, you just assume the other person got the gift for them, even though it's actually from Santa. I don't really know how the logic applies to, like, single parent family homes. Maybe it's just, like, maybe it's just, like, they, like, it's just, like, a weird blind spot where they think that they were the ones who got it. I don't know. Okay, now I I, That's kind of just me putting that on to the world and just kind of excusing that part and... Like, that is one thing I will let slide for Christmas movie logic, because if you get dig too deep into it, it's kind of hard to explain. In, in Fred Claus's movie universe's defense, not even Fred Claus tried to convince the children that Santa Claus wasn't real. No, Maybe yeah. because Santa Claus has been around for, I don't know, 500 years, and no one ever mentions that Santa Claus has a brother, it's not that anyone doesn't believe Santa exists. It's just that they don't believe he has a brother, which is uh, ironically the, the point of Siblings Anonymous of being overshadowed by your more famous sibling. That's true. Nobody in Siblings Anonymous said Santa's not real. Yeah, no one said Santa's <laughs> not real. They just didn't think he had a brother. Yeah. Also, how in the- but Why would you get so angry at him for making that statement unless you were like, oh, you're fucking taunting us because you're saying your brother is, you know- that's true because he's the leader. Because the leader also was like, but, did, but maybe to him, his brother is Santa Claus or is like Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah, it was confusing. Also, how did they get all of those actual brothers to be in this I garbage don't know, movie? But I actually enjoyed especially it a Bill lot. Clinton's I brother. Enjoy, he's the only one who actually surprises yeah. me being here. Bill Clinton's brother, Sylvester Stallone's brother, and. Stephen Ball, like, yeah. you know, Frank Stallone, Stephen Ball. I was, I genuinely enjoyed that bit. I mean, until it went on a little long, but it like, was fine. the yeah. Frank Stallone monologue I thought was hilarious. Yeah. 
I would love the like. I'm like, did they just hire celebrity lookalikes to fill in the non-speaking roles? Because that would have been hilarious. Yeah, that would be. Oh funny. yeah, like the Morgan Freeman lookalike. <laughs> that was the only one I really caught. But I thought that was pretty funny. I did. I did like that bit. I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Now I want someone in Hollywood to make a movie where it's like succession level Santa Industries, where like there's a PR team. Everyone in the world <laughs> loves Santa, and they follow Santa on Instagram, and then Santa gets canceled. Do you guys watch Succession? I just finished season one. Okay, because I was just thinking, like, you know the theme song with the piano? And it's, like, that intense, but it's, like, like jingle, jingle bells, bells or something. <laughs> Sleigh bells. Yeah. Um, oh, that'd be great. I'll s- Someone make it. Yeah, let's make that parody sketch, Gray. Seclaw's <laughs> section. I don't know. Santa session? I don't know. Um, <laughs> suck Santa? Session or Suck Session? Suck Santa is a different movie. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Um, all right. Do we have any other thoughts? Hold like, on. Let me see if I wrote down. Ray, oh, yeah. Do you I have had one anything thought. to argue up any of my other scores? I've bumped up appropriate for um, children. Um, I think, I do think if anything, like for either nostalgia or holding up, I guess more nostalgia is like, I genuinely did enjoy some of the cameos. I did not enjoy Ludacris, but I did like Kathy Bates. I did. I I was pleasantly surprised at first to see Elizabeth Banks. And then, like you said, her character was never really fleshed out. I liked Willie. It was weird, but I did like it. Um, I liked the overall message of not every kid is naughty or there shouldn't be any naughty kids. I did not understand why Vince Vaughn chose brown boots to go with the black Santa belt, I but know. that's another story. It looked so weird. Oh, I did like the choice that the editors made to have any time it was very much like, you know, Santa seemed to be, for lack of a better term, like ruling. It was always classic Christmas songs, but as soon as like Fred would kind of take control, it would become like a modern cover or like a newer Christmas song. Christmas song. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I liked that a lot. It was like during like the snowball fight, it was like a modern take on a Christmas song. When he was flying the 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 sleigh, it was like Merry Christmas. Merry yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Christmas comes this time each year. And like I that's actually when I noticed it and then I remembered throughout the movie. It was like anytime it was, you know, he seemed like he was being weighed down by the might of his brother's aura. It was always like the classic Christmas songs, but anytime he would kind of like have some semblance of control or like in the end when he took control, it was like the newer. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of clever. I I do give credit to that. Yeah. That's Um, cool. And they play big IZ at the end, which means made no sense. Weird. Which means by virtue this movie is wholesome. It's just, that's a rule. It's a law. It's in the screenwriters guild. It's just, I can't. That took me right out. Oh yeah. I was like, that took me right out. <laughs> no, we were both, as soon no, as no, it started. I'm, I'm kidding. Me too. <laughs> we were like, it's Christmas. Christmas. I 
literally but, okay. the, enti- my, I, the look the on my I face think... the entire time I watched this movie I was just like <laughs> squinting at this movie in like confusion the entire time I watched Can this movie confirm <laughs> I keep looking over at Holland but and like, she looks pissed <laughs> but like did you really like not enjoy sitting through it so much that it deserves the lowest or second to lowest possible score I I've adjusted like, I've, was I've adjusted really, some scores. I've adjusted some scores. I've bumped up I mean this is you know, I'm in my close I'm in my closing okay. argument phase. And also in terms of like holding up like I guess I'm gonna kind of take the Grease two approach where it's like what what brought it down from like staying I guess relevant other than Kevin Spacey so much so like again, holding up doesn't mean enjoyability. It means when you watch it, does it feel that dated? And does it feel so dated that it's a one? I didn't give it a one. Yeah, I've. I know. I've. I've. I believe I've. Like, trust me, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fighting for all tens here. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, does it really deserve like an F minus minus? Okay. Okay. I I will say this. Personally, I enjoyed Grease 2 more. Same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will okay, I have I've bumped up all of my scores in some way except for one. So should yeah. we dive in? Yes. I have, okay. I think I have my final scores. Nostalgia, I have moved up okay. to a 3 because I I still I just still had like zero memory of this movie but i think those three points can represent the just like general familiarity of the time the cameos of all of the familiar people and the fact that it's ripping off two very well-known christmas movies elf and the santa claus those are my three (laughs) points of nostalgia for you and i bumped mine up to four for the same reason so i basically took holland's reasons and added those to my one Okay. Having seen this before by default. (laughs) Okay. Sit through. I bumped up to a three from a two because like there were some moments that made me chuckle, um, but not many. Like I laughed when the narrator said, chirp, chirp, never returned. And like, like a weird, like, I was, was, (laughs) did he just say chirp, chirp? Yeah. Um, yeah, I bumped it up to a five. I did enjoy Paul Giamatti's performance. I never. I enjoyed when Paul Giamatti was like trying to wink at Fred Claus. Yes, that was at the yes. dinner yes. table yes. when he was like, "It's like, oh yeah, that Christmas present you oh, got yeah, you from got mom." Got on that massage chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was my my real only genuine laugh of the movie, and just like Paul Giamatti in general. Yeah, yeah. and I wish yeah. that dinner scene, like the snowmobile scene. <laughs> like when they're like snowball fighting and then the actual scene I'm like the only redeeming part of this scene is Paul Giamatti's facial expressions yes. right, right. because they actually were hilarious yeah I wish the family dinner scene was more like the rest of the movie yeah 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 um a program for Absolutely. children I bumped up to an eight I'm keeping at a nine and then hold up I'm keeping okay. at a four I'm bumping up to a five and then can we follow okay. i have bumped up to a five i am keeping at a five 
Okay. I think through our discussion, I became maybe a little clearer on some things and more confused on other things. <laughs> so I'm keeping it true neutral. Fair. Well, guys, thank you for the Christmas spirit of leniency. Um, you were nice to four Christmases, you know, spirit of giving. Um. All What's right. Well, let's score? let's. I do think let's that tally this up. Should be and I have a than four Christmases. I have a genuine, and I think this deserves. I think this one factor might deserve two bonus points, but we'll get into it once I've tallied everything okay. up. Okay. Like four Christmases, I I genuinely laughed multiple times. Hey. What is it? Yeah, let me double check this because that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Fifty-one. What? How does this have more Guys, than Greece? <laughs> Because I'm a great defense attorney. Because we decided to be really nice. Yeah, I mean, I guess okay. I think the difference is I think I like more actively hated Grease too, whereas this I was just <laughs> bored. Yeah, by. this movie is devoid. Well, Grease Two at least tries. Like, I think what really is, it's the appropriate for children category. That's true. The appropriate for children category that looks it up a little bit. That makes the difference. Yeah. Like, there's, there's sex and drugs in, in Grease 2. Yeah. There's, at like, the... This is a PG movie. I so. think we should, like, I've been thinking about this for a while, but I think it really does play into our strategy of, you can throw me a stinker-ass movie, but if the appropriate for children is good... It can save you a little bit. Yeah. Okay, Gray, what were you gonna what are you arguing for double bonus points? The fact that Higgins is an elf in this movie? Higgins? Higgins from Ted Lasso is an elf in this movie. Oh. With the blue coat that he like almost kind of oh my almost God, gets like I didn't in a even fight with. Kind of. that, that was him. Oh my god. He did yeah. look familiar. I noticed it almost immediately and I was thrilled. Thrilled. To see that, um, I'm just gonna give one bonus point for Paul Giamatti, just doing doing his best. What about you, Legra? Fair. Man, I don't know if I have any genuine feeling for a bonus <laughs> point. I mean, I did my one that I would. I mean, my my Higgins request is a request. So you can take okay. it and give it Merry however Christmas. many points you think is worthy. I don't think it's worth two. No, I didn't, That's I didn't fine. enjoy this movie at all. <laughs> I really, really disliked this movie. I would I would watch Four Christmases again. I yeah. would watch Fred Claus. Yeah, same. Okay, but but are you giving an, a bonus point for Higgins? I'm not going to give in to Holland's peer pressure stank face. Merry Christmas. My biggest competition. Here's an extra bonus point. <laughs> okay. Higgins bonus point. Okay, so I'm only asking for yeah. one for Higgins. Yeah. And then one for Paul Giamatti. That brings this to a 53, which means it outscored only Grease 2. <laughs> By um, only five points, too. And you know what? You know what? I'll fucking take yeah. it. Yeah. I will take Honestly, it. Honestly, it's better than I if thought. This is my you only, argued it up almost only, 20 points. I know. <laughs> I know. And if this is my only Christmas movie that I get to defend, and it has to be this, I you know I'm I I worked for what I got. Yeah, you did. Okay? You did. Because <laughs> this movie 
now that the scores are final. Fucking suck. This movie was oh brutal. This movie was brutal. Oh my god, I checked the score so many times. The time. I checked the, the time so, so many we. times. And during the most, I wrote this down. I said, why is the what's supposed to be the most climatic scene of the movie was literally putting me to sleep. Like I almost fell asleep. Because it was just such a long montage of him delivering presents yeah. with just like Christmas music playing yeah. as primarily the only audio. I think there was something after. What I see, I was falling asleep towards the end, so I don't remember a lot of like the last ten minutes. I don't know. I just know that every time we checked the time, we were flabbergasted by how much time there was still left. Yes. The first time we checked yeah, the time same. was at twenty three minutes. <laughs> and like and I remember um, we checked the time like once, like I think it was once like the they Kevin Spacey like handed over like the termination and it was only like we sold like 40 minutes to go at that yeah, point I, and we were both like I what checked, else I checked the time at that same be? moment what yeah. else can there be and I was like there's gonna be two climaxes instead of the Kevin Spacey and brother and Christmas like all of those things instead of being wrapped up together they're gonna be wrapped up separately which is gonna suck it was um, oh this I movie when was when Kevin Spacey had like cornered Vince Vaughn after the like intervention therapy <laughs> session or whatever and they were talking outside and like you know Kevin Spacey was like really you know laying into the whole dynamic and all that I was convinced that the reveal was going to be that like Kevin Spacey's character was also a like overshadowed sibling. Yeah. And I, so I wrote, I was like, but I couldn't think of who it would be because I was like, Santa's the most like human, like <laughs> right. children's mythological. So I was like, is Kevin Spacey supposed to be like Jesus's brother? <laughs> I, I, I just, cause I was like, who, who else would it be? Like it, they already mentioned the Easter Bunny, so it wouldn't be the Easter Bunny. They already, you know, mentioned the Tooth Fairy, and obviously it's not Santa. So I was like, I, but I was convinced that that was going to be the reveal. Because the way he was, like, talking to Vince Vaughn, I was like, this sounds personal. Yeah. I don't know. But I was they convinced. just ripped of off the Santa Claus and made it because yeah. he was, like, on the naughty list once. And, he like, didn't get a thing he wanted. He didn't get his Superman cape. Yeah. It's like literally the Judge Nelson role from a Santa, the Santa Claus. Yeah, it was weird. Um, so anyway, do you want to give and, us some trivia? <laughs> yeah. So released November 9th, 2007. Budget. And this, once again, has to be strictly because of CGI. paying all of the actors that were in this movie. Because it was a hundred million dollar budget. But I believe it because the whole time we were watching this, we were like, why does this movie look this expensive? Yeah, there's so much CGI. The entire Santa Village is CGI. By the way, no no parks or recreation in that elf village. Just work housing, which is fucked up of Santa. <laughs> um, but like all the elves are CGI. The whole village is CGI. The sleigh is CGI. The fucking baby saying, ho, the, the lips were CGI. So I'm just like, what? The bird. And clearly, chirp, chirp. clearly, they spent 
they clearly spent all their budget on the CGI because all of the practical effects were dog shit. Like the fat suits, oh even Paul Giamatti's fat suit, the hair the of them child. as children. Paul Giamatti's fake the wigs, fat hands. <laughs> the wig and beard of their father was so bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. But like... um. Santa and Fred's dad had like the most obvious like coconut head wig <laughs> that was like dark brown hair and you can tell the man is like 60 years yeah. old if not older how much money did it but, make yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they advertised the hell out of this movie too 97.8 million wow it didn't even break even so then why did they make another Vince Vaughn Christmas movie after this? Well, Maybe because they thought it was like, well, we'll make a grown-up one. Maybe that'll do better. This is what I think what ha- happened. Or they were um, in production at the same I time. I think that Vince Vaughn was like, well, I got paid a lot for that one. We'll see if someone will hire me to do another one. Like, I think it's probably a different studio, different production. And someone was like, well... It still made ninety million. What if we made? What if we budgeted a Christmas movie for eighty million? <laughs> yeah, and that one made one sixty. But anyways, um, some trivia on the movie: the film became number one in the UK during its first weekend of theatrical release. That's embarrassing. And director david dobkin was originally going to direct i now pronounce you chuck and larry (laughs) but dropped out to work with vince vaughn on this movie honestly i don't know what the better choice is between those two because they're both very bad but honestly a sandler let me see let me see i now pronounce you i'm gonna look at their uh, budget the better choice because sandler movies even if they're terrible still make money I'm gonna. I'm just looking at the their budget versus box office. So I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry was 85 million budget with a box office of 187 million. Yeah. So, so yeah. That would have been the better. Option. I'm looking at David Dodkin's uh, IMDb, and it's not like he's known for making great movies. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, I was gonna say if that if these were the two movies he was stuck between, yeah. then that kind of shows kinda you telling? his directorial choices. <laughs> Okay, and that's it for Fred Claus trivia. Now let's move on to... That's it. For 2007 trivia, and I had much more fun looking at these trivia points. The top song was Crank That Soldier Boy by Soldier Boy Teller. The the big movies were Spider-Man 3, Shrek the 3rd, Transformers, and Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, 3 at World's End. Not a great year for sequels. Um, No, iPhone was released this year at $599. What a deal. The top quote, one of the most quotable moments of 2007 was, I personally believe that the U.S. Americans are unable to do so because some people out there in our nation don't have maps. And I believe that our education, like such as in South Africa and the Iraq Everywhere, like, such as, and I believe they should, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa or help the Iraq and Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for us. Big smile, Miss South Carolina, Lauren Caitlin Upton. I forgot about that. It still, it still sounds rough. (laughs) Painful. Painful. 
This one I included, I'd never heard of it before, but I just thought it was funny. The juxtaposition of the first sentence and then the second sentence. And this is Devin Gaines earned five bachelor degrees with honors simultaneously at the University of Connecticut, averaging 24 credits a semester and three hours of sleep a night. Yikes. He drowned in 2007 because he didn't know how to swim. You're just like, what? whoa, <laughs> whiplash of that fun fact. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who? All right. Somebody. Yeah, exactly. Um, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg commissioned David Cho to paint murals for their office. Although he thought the Facebook business model was ridiculous and pointless, Cho, an avid gambler, chose to receive stock in lieu of cash. His shares were valued at $200 million Jeez, by wow. Facebook's IPO. I mean, smart. <laughs> um, in 1965, Bob Dylan said that if he ever sold out to a commercial interest, it would be, quote, ladies' garments. And in 2007, he and his music appeared in a Victoria's Secret commercial. Oh, nice. <laughs> what a weird old-timey that thing to say. <laughs> yeah. This was the year that Rick Rolling was invented, oh, which I think is very relevant to us yeah, as our, our, our warm-up <laughs> is that song. Um, Paris Hilton spent 23 days in jail for her DUI. Anna Nicole Smith died from a drug overdose at age 39. Aww. Britney Spears shaved off her hair, and Lindsay Lohan went to rehab three times. Wow. What a time. This was all in the same what year. And then the last one, which was another one of my favorites, was children were accidentally shown The Hills Have Eyes 2 instead of Megamind in a Massachusetts theater. <laughs> the opening scene, the opening scene features a chained naked woman giving birth to a deformed baby. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I'm sad we won't be able to put what Megamind a time on to our be list. alive. Wow. I got my uh, learner's permit in 2007. Um, I'm trying to think of what else happened. I mean, yeah, 2007 was like end of my freshman year of high school, beginning of my sophomore. So I was I was really into Smosh in 2007. <laughs> Who wasn't? <laughs> I was really into Naruto in 2007. Gossip Girl premiered in 2007. I remember watching that premiere live with with our neighbor slash one of my best friends from high school, Tyler. I was reading my way through the Twilight series in 2007. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, I just I was I was probably reading either Aragon or the Percy Jackson series <laughs> in 2007. Anyway, did a lot of reading. Like yeah. I, I would have this huge backpack. Harry Potter ended in two thousand seven. Oh, the last Harry Potter book came out in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. I had this huge backpack, and I would like go to the library, fill it up with manga, and then my friends and I would all meet at school, and we'd all just exchange manga every single day. And that's why my bag w was so huge all the time, and it. I was happy with that, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> All right. Should this was probably when I was really into Dragon Ball Z, so I get it. There you go. All right. Well, we... now it's time for the wheel of torture. <laughs> oh God, it's my Allegra. Turn. Take the Allegra. Take the mouse away from Holland. Right. You spin it for Holland because oh, I don't I'm trust nervous. her. You just want to blame me. Listen, I oh, wait. Let's remind everyone what the, uh, <laughs> the movies are. So the movies left are Elf, <laughs> Love Actually. Home Alone 3, The Santa Claus, Jingle All the Way, Barbie Nutcracker, 
The Grinch, Jack Frost, A Christmas Story. Um, I don't know if it matters, but Dad really wants Holland to get Jingle all the way. I honestly would not be mad about that. So I'm fine with that, but I really wish it's Barbie Nutcracker. <laughs> I don't want it cause, just because I don't want to watch it. But like, I will accept my fate. Spin the wheel for me, Allegra. I am nervous. I just don't want you to get oh, God, love. God, I'm nervous. Because I, I want you to. Get I want to get love. Actually. Yeah. I just don't. I want Holland to get Jack Frost. <laughs> Do you want to watch Jack Frost? No, no, no! Are you oh fucking kidding me? Are you existence. fucking kidding me? Love actually. I don't think it should count, Holland. I think you should spin the wheel. No, just spin no, it for fun. Just I'll spin, spin it, for it for fun. But honestly, though, I don't think I will get an amazing score. With it's, I got Love Actually again. Um. <laughs> I honestly, I, I know for a fact, okay, well, this is bittersweet because I am glad that Allegra is finally going to fucking see this movie um, because, as we've noted, she's never seen it. But I am also, I know that my appropriate for children and hold up scores are not going to be amazing for this. So I, this is not like, I don't. I think you guys shouldn't be that upset with me getting this movie because it is not a like a home run scoring type of movie. I'm just bummed because I would have gotten perfect nostalgia scores from you guys. That's true, and I'm not gonna get a good nostalgia score from Allegra. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you'll get a little bit because I have seen the beginning and the end a billion times. I've just I've never seen after the opening montage. And I always come in at the end montage, so okay. So it's right. not gonna be a one. So <laughs> that's true. It won't be like Fred Claus levels. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, next week we're watching Love Actually. I'm actually I'm very stoked to defend it because I can do that in my sleep. Um. But I also I can see Allegra having problems with this movie. <laughs> So I think I have my work cut out Like for me. viewing this movie in 2021 eyes. Viewing this movie in 2021 eyes without having nostalgia goggles for it. I, I'm what I'm just, I'm interested to, in seeing your perspective. So we'll see. It's like never having seen Star Wars until now. Yeah. Yeah. The hype. All right. Well, um, I, I'm doing a quick tally of where we are. Oh yeah. Right now with terms okay. in terms of scores. Okay. But with but with the knowledge that Gray is up one movie. Mm-hmm. So I really hope Holland scores a zero. <laughs> because that would mean I would win. <laughs> um so here's where we are right now. So before Fred Claus, the totals were um Holland at 527 Allegra at 430 and me at um 475 okay and now I'm at 528 <laughs> Holland has yet to do yeah love actually and she's at 527 and Allegra has one more movie at 430 so, Allegra, if you can score a 99, <laughs> you will beat me. <laughs> <laughs>
that you didn't get love actually because I don't think you would have gotten a 99 with it. No, the real problem is that I got four Christmases <laughs> is the is the issue. <laughs> I needed to pull out an elf. Do you? Yeah, you need an elf to win probably. To, or at least to not lose maybe. To not lose. I don't know, Holland. <laughs> I think if I were going to get a 99, I would have needed Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, fuck me. Well, Merry Christmas. Be nice to me, Holland, at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, please follow us on social media at Sibs on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com. Honestly, um, we so we've been having a lot of fun coming up with like kind of punny names for our themed months. Do we want to announce the themes that we're doing for season two slash 2022? Because I think there's at least one month where I don't know what to name it. So maybe if any listeners have any ideas, we you can email them to us. So... I don't know. Are you guys cool with me saying the themes? I don't know if it's a big secret. Sure. So Yeah, that's fine. So we are going to lean into doing like no themed months, but we're doing like a big like season two draft at the top of the season. But we will be doing Yeah, we just have a lot of random movies that don't fit in that I want to get yeah, to. Yeah, totally. You know? So but we will they will still be on a wheel. Um, but in, so February is, I think the month that I don't know what to name yet, but we're going to be doing rom-coms for February. It could be like, maybe like a play on Valentine, a play on romance rom-com. I don't know. So then, and then in March, we're doing Marchie, Kate and Ashley. And then, but then we're doing Sand Tumblr, Spooky Sibs, and then Follow La La Latchkey again. And those will be the only themes that we're doing in 2022. So, if you have any ideas for our, like, rom-com month of February, email us, tweet at us, comment on an Instagram, comment on a TikTok. I don't know. Um, but that's all we have for you guys this week. Next week, we're watching Love Actually. Um, and yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that is filled with toys for the boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle, what a beautiful sight. Jump in bed, cover up your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight.